Well, and just like that, here we are in CFCR land. You are tuned into 90.5 FM or by dial CFCR.ca. I'm your host, Lenore Swiston, and the show you are listening to is Civically Speaking. So it's all about things civically going on in YXE, or as we like to call it, Saskatoon, um, but also touching on subjects going all over the world. So today, though, I am doing a part three, which is the postscript to the Saskatoon um, co-op strike that was happening here um, for a really long time. And um, with me, I have some fabulous guests. The Hicks have joined me. I like your last name, by the way. It's fun to say. So you guys want to introduce yourself to uh, folks here? We're going to test the mic while we're doing this. I'm Ashley Hicks. That was really nice and short. (laughs) And Jason Hicks. And thank you, Ashley and Jason, for coming on. You're almost like regulars on this show, and you, you're getting to be really comfortable in the studio. You're looking fine tonight, I tell you. I, before we kind of jump into this, I just I wanted to give a shout-out to my aunt, who's in St. Paul's Hospital. Shout-out to you, Auntie Leona. You can, you, you've got strength, you've got character, you've got resilience, and good things will come from all of the good that you've done in the world. So hang in there, and all the best over uh, your recovery stages is what I'm going to go to i'm focusing on 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 the postscript already on that so shout out to Leona and a shout out to everybody else on this spring day uh, there is sun outside but my mom and i have been discussing this it's like pretty soon we're going to just skip over spring and go into summer because we're already losing the warmth of spring i mean we're getting in minus temperatures still she's trying to keep her plants going on in the greenhouse there but and you know and they're doing pretty good but at the same time it's like oh my goodness why why can't we get any further along with all of this sort of stuff? And then on the civic on the civic agenda, you know, I just wanted to touch base. There's been some real um, big issues that have been facing city council lately. So for those of you that have not been checking in to anything newsworthy, but maybe have been plugging into the occasional Facebook or Twitter account or Snapchat or something, yes, the BRT, there was a decision made, which was to uh, run lines down kind of um, first and third, and also running somewhat up and down uh, Broadway intermittently. And I think people are watching that with some consideration and maybe Maybe the um, Ashley and, and Jason will want to pi- pipe in here on their thoughts on this. The other one, too, has been on the uh, cycling and on dedicating some lanes. And so for those of you that have been looking at 4th Avenue and where they've had the bike lanes currently, as of June 30th, they will be pulled out and there will no longer be a bike line there. At some point, post kind of 2021, somewhere in there, we're not sure when, but somewhere in the future. I don't even think we have a date on that one, to be sure. Bus rapid transit is after 2021, 22, 23, somewhere in there. But the, um, the lines for uh, mobile, for um, bike lanes, we're not so sure about. But the one that's on 23rd Street will remain. So just to note there, and if anybody's looking at the waste file as well, still don't know there really. There is going to be a green um, um, bins. You can get them. You can pay for them. You can have them this summer. But the rollout of the program is not going to take place till later. So there's some delayed actions coming out of City Hall. There has been some decisions in terms of directions they're taking in some cases, but the full out rollout of stuff is being delayed. So stay tuned because we'll have more talks about this when we have the Saskatoon view in a couple of weeks from now. Next week we'll be chatting about kind of some of the small business stuff that's going on in Saskatoon. And tonight I want to go back to my focus with Ashley and Jason 
Thanks for coming on CFCR here in Saskatoon's premier community radio station that likes to support issues like this that don't get that much time of day, you know, in any kind of real length of space to talk about things, especially after the fact. Okay, so you guys have put in six months on a strike line with Federated Co-op. I know, Saskatoon Co-op, but there's an FCC behind there too over a strike now it's post-strike how are things going what what how how how's life back in 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 um in the shop um well first of all thanks for having us back um for the most part uh people are glad to be back at work you know we've that was a long winter (laughs) yeah it was it was pretty long pretty cold um so yeah people i think are for the most part, glad to be back. Yeah. So, Jason, from the community's angle, because you were part of a group that got organized through this that's called... The Co-op Members for Fairness. Okay, so Co-op Members for Fairness, somewhat autonomous, you know, from, from uh, of course, the union, UFCW union, the local's number, which is 1400, right? And so UFC 1400 was striking, right? It started on which date? Started November 1st. You know, in one of the coldest kind of winters that we've had, ick. You know, and then it finally wrapped up on what date, Ashley? Oh, I'm not exactly sure uh, what date. <laughs> we uh, we were out for 167 days before we came to an agreement. Which is a long time. And so, Jason, what is what is your organization saying now, kind of postscript to the strike? Are, are you guys still meeting? Is there still considerations around what's happened with this? And, and, and what's kind of some of the thoughts that are, you know, happen, or being shared in, in the community right now? Well, absolutely. We're, we're still organizing. And uh, actually, we've, it, I would say we've actually, we're, we're a little bit more mobile now that the strike has been over. Okay. Because the strike was really only part of the battle in a series of many. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really need to build up a force that's build on a force that's already happened, w- begun with the strike, um, and build a force that's to be reckoned with. So we so we can take back the democratic power of the membership. So I want to speak to that because I mean part of this was is that it was a really lengthy kind of process, and so let's remind us Ashley of what the kind of key issues were about why. Workers stepped out and went on strike. So our biggest concern was having a two-tier wage system. And most of us were, you know, wildly opposed to the idea. We had a series of votes to accept that second tier, uh, which we rejected over and over again. Um you know, when we got to the bargaining phase, we really just wanted, you know, to meet somewhere in the middle and get some kind of a bridge happening. Um, that didn't seem to go over well at the beginning. Um, <clears throat> they flat out, uh, you know, rejected having a bridge of any sort. And it was some more back and forth about, you know what kind of concessions we were willing to be made on both sides. And um, ultimately, we got a special mediator to come to a bargaining date and give some strong suggestions on um, an appropriate deal for both parties. So we, 
we did actually get um, what we thought was a pretty fair deal. Um, it's uh, basically a bonus-based bridge that actually has the potential to bridge 100% of Tier 2 topped-out employees to uh, to meet our pay grid, which I think that we're we're all pretty satisfied about which is which is i mean good yeah so so i I don't see happy 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 smiles you know with what you're saying as i look across to you can you share a little bit about what some of the hesitation is that's that i see in you right now right so there is um an issue like if we don't make targets if we don't meet targets then of course there will be no there will be no bridge you know, and, and we ultimately still have this second tier to hang on to. Um, and we don't know, you know, how how much the branding has been damaged. So we don't know how long it's going to take to get back the kinds of uh, savings that we were used to getting annually. And so when you mean by targets, that means like how well stores are doing in terms of selling stuff or? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean... If we're not, you know, making profitable margins, I guess, you know, it stands to reason that we wouldn't be making payouts to to bridge these new employees. Mm -hmm. Jason, you know, from your end, what are some thoughts, you know, going forward when you hear Ashley sharing what she just did? Well, I know it's it's got to be difficult. I, I can't imagine myself it's it's hard enough going inside the stores now and i feel like i'm like i'm cheating on someone but i mean we we our work's not done yet so that's one part of it is that we it they may have uh settled the the strike but the long-term democratic struggles that we're facing with within the co-op we're not done organizing for that because if we if we don't succeed now um, we're likely to see more concessions from the company in the future towards the workers. And and I appreciate, I know this isn't an easy subject, so I thank you for this because I know it's a sensitive subject. You guys put your heart and soul into this. You on the front line going out there picketing, Jason, you giving support from hot chocolates and otherwise. And people know in full disclosure that I was totally cheering along with you guys because it was just for me, the perspective of a cooperative cooperatively owned, membership driven, all of the points of what a cooperative is and to see it go on strike was really hard. You know, so I have a lot of empathy for what was going on out on on there. And so, you know, to go back, you you came back in a warmer climate, but it's still got a cold edge to it out there literally as we look at it. You know, it's twelve degrees right now and it's still got a chill in the air from the wind. And I think that's the case with the co op. You know, the other thing, too, you know, to share back to you is I know I've had, you know, conversations with folks through lunches and on the street and that. And I said to you, I had a hard time popping into a a co-op the other day because, like you, I kind of felt like, darn, on the one hand, I'm a big supporter of of the co-op. You know, it's there to be supporting local produce, to be supporting local producers, to be supporting local workers, to to know that they're being treated really, really well and that you're willing to pay a bit of a premium for that because of the service and what you're providing down the line and through the line. So, you know, I'm saying a lot here, but I mean, and part of it is thank you because I know that it wasn't easy for you guys out there. 
Secondly, and I've said this to folks, even if you don't believe in any of this, you know, just from the exterior point of view, is like any time that you have something like this going on, there's an impact and there's a ripple effect from it. And so folks that may not even understand that it was a co-op, that still meant that there was a change in business and that business has been affected and what's the implications of it in the long term. You know, Ashley, I know there was, you know, the, the, the media, and I'll say mainstream media, tried to pick up on stories of, you know, folks crossing the line and all this sort of stuff. You know, going back into the workplace now, how is the workplace? Like, what's the sentiment when you're back in, back in work? I am very comfortable at my store. My store has got a very um, healthy environment. You know, we're, we're not... Um, ruthless, yeah. <laughs> mean sort of yeah. spirited kind of people. So I feel like um, I feel very good about going back. And I feel like we just, you know, all of us really want to just move back into our old patterns. And we want to get our clientele back. And we want to, you know, get our departments back in order and we just we love our jobs we want to be back at our jobs and i mean that i mean that you can hear out of both of you and you know, in full disclosure the two of you have an intimate bond with each other as in sharing family and children and the whole bit but i mean you're coming at it from the worker point of view and so you know deal's been settled you're back there you've got you've got an agreement and you can move forward and you want to build those relationships back with the people you serve but jason you're saying on your side though there's work to be done in terms of the democracy of this and that share more about that because i think people have this feeling that strikes done carry on you know wayward son sort of thing and you're saying eh, maybe there's a little bit more to this that still needs to be done yeah and actually just to touch back on the point you made mm -hmm. about uh, what it means to be a member and I think the co-op's been very successful in, in the propaganda they've put out in trying to sell a co-op membership is no different from being some, some sort of Starbucks reward system. Um, but yeah, we, we still have work to do. We're actually in the middle of a membership drive for the co-op right now with the Co-op Members for Fairness. So if you go to the coopmembersforfairness.com, all one word, all lowercase, uh, there's some more information there. <laughs> Um, so sign up your friends, your family, everyone you can, because we really need to have a strong presence on June 20th at that AGM. Tell us more about that. What's going on at that time? Well, we'll be electing a set amount of board of directors. We're not quite sure how many. There's been some rumors that some may not be running again. So uh, this is going to be an ongoing thing. We're going to be organizing into next year as, as well and making sure we can secure the, the democratic control of the board and um, we actually have a town hall coming up right away on uh, on the 13th at 7 p.m. at Station 20 West. And at that meeting, we're actually going to select a slate of candidates, elect them. Um, so if you're interested in running, um, again, go to the coopmembersforfairness.com website and let us know. Uh, give us a heads up. Uh, be at the meeting. And we want to make sure we ha we're united in our front when we get to the AGM and not splitting up the vote. You know, and I mean, when you when you talk about the democratic fairness of this, can you t explain a little bit more? Because folks that are in the co-op sector may understand this. 
But for folks that are outside the co-op sector, which we're talking about, that I think a lot of people don't understand, and you know, and, and again, in full disclosure, this is not a partisan issue here in the sense that I think people are thinking about. This is talking about a co-op in the sense of how a co-op is legalized in the sense of an organizational structure in the ownership model. You want to talk a little bit about that, about what that means? Sure. Well, I mean, the way things sit right now, the co-op is not democratic. Um, the current board of directors was elected on less than 1% of the membership's vote. So, I mean, we, there's a lot of things we can do to open up that vote more and, and get get polling stations into stores. A lot of other places, uh, Affinity Credit Union does their voting online. There's there's many ways, avenues we could take for that. And it's, it's something that I think a new board needs to look at. And I mean, some of it too is, and I'm just, I'm looking at your the website you have here for co-op members for fairness, where you talk about, the co-op act itself needs to be kind of opened up again. What are some of the thing, What are some of the thoughts there when you're discussing about opening up this process? Well, I mean, for me, democracy is the biggest thing. Uh, we need we need to make the co-op more democratic, and we need to make it more accessible to people. I mean, we're even sorry to push on this. Yeah, this topic, no, no, no. But, this is good. But uh, I mean, the co-op's been expanding into other cities and uh, and other communities. Uh, we've got Martinsville, Warman. We've got Kalonzi, We've and I hear they're looking at other other locations uh, to pet purchasing and, or or merging with. And there's really uh, you're going to expect all these people to come into town for one day and do their bidding. Uh, most people aren't going to make it, and they they can't make it, and they know that. Mm-hmm. Um, transparency is another huge one. Um, we uh, at, at the at the AGM actually they don't allow scrutineers. They don't release the the results of the vote. It, there's a lot there's a lot wrong with the organization right from the top down, and so it's it's going to take a real grassroots effort to overhaul this. So, so where do you where? I mean, and I don't mean to be putting you on the spot, but I mean as as one perspective, I mean, where did this go wrong? Kind of thing when you look at at. Um, you know, kind of what the, the the underlying principles of a co-op are to it getting so far strayed from its cooperative roots, which is kind of one member, one vote, you know, openness, you know, democracy, equity. Um. Well, I, I mean, federated co-op is supposed to act as a supplier. Um, they're supposed to be there for support. And What's really happened, what we've seen in the past, is they've really taken control of our, of the local co-op. And they really, they're really good at organizing and getting their candidates in there, getting their motions passed, getting the ones they don't like defeated at AGMs. And when you're elected on less than 1% of the membership, then it's, it's, it makes it a lot easier for them to do that. And I think you just hit on something that maybe a lot of listeners haven't heard is that, you know, a lot of a lot of kind of the decision making is coming from less than one percent of the of the membership that is actually getting people involved. And what I'm hearing you say is you're trying to do a bit of a rally cry around the membership to say, come on out and support this. Ashley, you're making all kinds of really awesome kind of gestures towards me in terms of yeah share some of your thoughts from your end i mean you guys are there in the stores chatting it up i'm sure like right no and i mean they said it over and over again during the course of the strike that they would you know i mean they really wanted to be more competitive in the retail um 
market. And I feel like uh, the competition has driven them to a point where profits come before um, before the membership, before the cooperative, I feel like. So I think there are a few things that um, really push us uh or push pushes the court uh, the co-op to um, get to this point um, and I think that it's actually really important to get the workers out to the next meeting um, I f I think that a lot of us were really busy with you know being on the picket line and yeah. stuff like that and I mean even the people that worked inside the store you know during the course of the strike have you know, their own issues about the way the co-op is being run and stuff like that, too. So it would be good for, you know, a lot a, a lot of us to come out. I, I agree. I think, you know, if anybody is interested in, in, in their Saskatoon co-op, it's like any organization. If you're interested, get involved. That's why Civically Speaking came to be. It's like if you want to change your community, get involved. You know, listen to a show like this, but go even one step further if you can. Join a community association. Join a volunteer organization. Join a co-op movement. Join an activism movement. Join an organizer. You know, because it really is, it does take, you know, kind of boots on the ground and wheels on the surface to to, to kind of get us going and I, I, I totally um, you know commend kind of you guys coming on here because I know it's it isn't easy to talk about something like labor it's a sensitive issue my goodness we know about that in in other conversations going on within civic environments right now but Jason I, I want to go back I'm just looking at the Saskatoon co-op site right now and what's interesting is right on their cover page and I'm just I'm showing this to them so folks that are they've got Two hands, one that looks like there's a wedding band on it, black sleeve and a white sleeve, and it says the Saskatoon Co-op employees accept new offer to end strike. And then right below that is one of four panels. They've got virtual town hall, then call for nominations, annual general meeting, and fuel good day 2019. So, I mean, they are promoting that there's an annual general meeting. I want to know from you, how... Can you become somebody who puts your name forward? You have to be a member. Member. Is there any other criteria about how you can become somebody that can be nominated or to seek the nomination to be on the board of directors? There is, and I think uh, probably the most pressing one would be the amount of purchases you need to make in a, in a fiscal year. Now, their fiscal year ran a, a few months into the strike, so yeah. potent, I, theoretically... Uh, progressive candidates probably didn't spend any money with for a number of months at the co-op, so this mm -hmm. this could pose a problem for a lot of a lot of people. And, is, people. and do you know the value offhand of what what it is? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's two thousand dollars. Okay, so you have to spend two thousand dollars to actually then something like that to then be um, nominated. So you have to actually have an equity position, a cash equity position. Is that something that the uh, the folks on the um, co-op members for fairness are talking about too in terms of change? Absolutely. I mean, we've, we've set up a nominating committee too. Because we don't have to have cash to vote per se in any other democratic election. No, that's true, but... It, I mean, it's a ten dollars equity that you purchase, and the, the, the money's not lost; it is yeah. yours. Yeah. But uh, the, the two thousand dollars purchase, I, I think, is going to be the biggest barrier for a lot of progressive-minded people who yeah. want to get their name in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it looks like there's some, some changes in terms of some of the co-op bylaws and that that need to be overhauled to kind of catch us up to a 21st century is what it sounds like. It's interesting that you said that about the affinity because I'm an affinity member and it was really easy to vote online for anybody. All of them was there. They would text push you stuff. There was emails coming. There was all kinds of ways that you were getting information from in order to do it. Same I know with Mountain Equipment Co-op that's coming to town here. Same sort of thing is that you once you're a member, you're always a member and you have that chance to always catch up on the news and be involved and are encouraged even to seek positions on the board and otherwise so uh, i am you know curious to know you know what some of the changes might be at the upcoming agm so tell us those two dates again as we're coming into the last couple of minutes here sure uh, may 13th at 7 p.m at station 20 west is when the co-op members for fairness town hall will be where we'll be electing our slate to to uh, to be on the board of directors. And when you mean Slate, are you meaning that absolutely these ones, or are you just saying consider these ones? Like, how does that work? Well, we're we're, we're giving an, an endorsement is what we're voting on. Okay. Uh, the, the endorsement of the grassroots organization. And we've got a, quite a few contacts. We've uh, hundreds, if not in, over a thousand. In, yeah. So yeah. it, uh, we, we, we have... We have the numbers. If we can get a good showing out to this meeting, we can really discourage people from from going out rogue and and, and running without without that grassroots backing. Okay. And then when is the AGM itself? The AGM is on June twentieth at TCU Place. Okay. And at what time is it at? I am not sure. I'm going to say 6 o'clock because it was at 6 o'clock last year and the year before that. So I haven't seen it actually posted yet. I'm just looking on the website. It is June 20th is what I see here. And I don't actually see a time on the actual site itself. It just shows that it's that day. So stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Check in on the website and inquire because there is actually no time given to it. That's really interesting. Huh. Really, really interesting. So you might want folks might want to call up. And I mean, part of it when you say democracy and then you say slate, I do have to say that, you know, I'm would also suggest is that if there's anyone else out there that does want to run there is that opportunity for them to run regardless of whether they're attached to anything else because then in the full interest of how the co-ops work i would think that that option is still out there but i think what you're what i'm hearing you say is that you're trying to make a mindful way of rallying up the community to do something absolutely and i i would invite anyone who who does want to run to come to our website and look at the the resolutions we passed that are tied into the seven co-op principles yeah and see if it see if it's something that that you support i think a lot of grassroots members can get behind that and it's it's a demo it'll be a democratic vote to at, at our next meeting and we had, we work. intend to meet regularly even after the AGM so this is going to be an ongoing group that we you know have um have regular contact with Understood. Any other last comments as we go into the final kind of 30 seconds here? Ashley, what's been the biggest learning for you in 30 seconds or less? I'm just really um, happy that I got to go through the experience. It was an incredible amount of growing, and I met a ton of people with a lot of integrity. That's great. And Jason, for yourself? Again, I, I, I've met people with enormous integrity, and in what I what I saw was a lot of people who were upset about uh, 
uh, an organization that's lost touch with its membership, and it, there was there was a real urge to to do something about it, and mm-hmm. people have come out, and it's it's just been building ever since. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you both for coming on Civically Speaking. Folks, up next is the USSU show. Uh, do stay do stay tuned into Civically Speaking in the upcoming weeks. We've got some really interesting subjects and guests coming on. Take care and uh, stay warm out there and call for some rain. Hey, we could really use some rain. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your evening.